Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And before we get to uh, the cap health of NFL teams, what's the surface of your deck, Aaron, that you were power washing? Oh, I don't know. I just took a very... Composite. Uh, Composite. Concerning call regarding my car that the au pair crashed, and it's still been in the shop for like two weeks. Apparently, my insurance company is like not doing anything, and I'm worried my uh, rental car limit is going to run out. The car's been done for like a week. I know. So now I'm going to have to light a fire under someone's ass to make sure this gets taken care of. Like, I don't understand what is going on. But this happened so long ago. This happened so long ago. Yeah. Well, first, the, the all end? the shops in the area were backed up, so it took, like, a month to get that in. Then, you know, the, it was done Friday, heading into 4th of July weekend, and he's like, I'm just waiting on your insurance company to let me know. Like, they've got to issue them the check so I can get my car. He's like, it's clean. It's not. It's ready to go. And then he just called. He's like, you won't believe it. Like, they... I can't even get anyone on the phone to tell me like why they haven't done anything yet. You're going to have to like also call them and figure this out. I'm like, Oh my gosh. They said, they told them on the phone. They're just really behind. They're just so busy right now. Let me ask you this. Do you, uh, do you prefer, do you prefer the au pair free life? Or... I do. Oh, yeah. okay. I think I do. Like, it's just nice. First of all, it's nice having my house quiet, like while we're doing the show, instead of always worrying about, I got to hit mute. What is she doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I felt like I always had to, you know, monitor everything that was going on. And it's like having a teenager in the house, really. Uh, well, so it yeah, almost my, is. My life is, yeah. is drama free. I just don't have as much freedom, but you know, uh, her new daycare, it's like an in-home daycare, and they say they babysit. So as soon as I need help, uh, I'll take advantage of it. Okay. All right. I'm good to go. Yes. Yeah. God, I hope the car works out. That's That stinks. Like, seriously. I'm just annoyed like, because what? if my, like, limit of the rental car, like, coverage runs out and this is all their fault, like, I will be yelling at someone on the phone if they try to charge me for oh, this. I, I know. As you should. But, yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you like call us le- and just, like, leave it on the table while you do that? Just leave the phone so I can hear it. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm probably going to get some kid who has to transfer me to someone else. I'll be on the phone for like an hour. It's going to be a fun, fun day for me after the show. I don't know. I don't know how some of these companies operate. I mean, really, the amount of companies that I've run into lately that like you want to spend money with their company and they just never call you. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just no customer service anywhere. Anyways. No, no. Because, you know, when we talk about the, the great resignation going on right now, you know, a lot of those middle people, folks, that's that's who's not getting rehired or those are the people quitting because they don't want to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, that level. Also, anymore. I'm and, not getting an au pair yeah. because all of this was not my fault. Like they, you know what right. I mean? Like she crashed the car and now I'm dealing with an entire headache of a situation that's been dragging on for a couple months now. All because she was yeah. probably, oh, did I tell you guys? I, f- I checked out her Instagram and she was making like videos while she was driving 
her new host family's car. I was like, I want to say so many bad things right now to her, but I just walked away from it. But I wanted to be like, what are you doing? Is this what you were doing when you were driving my daughter around and crashed my car, you clown? Like, (laughs) do you, do you want, see, I, man, I'd really want to contact the host family just to warn them. But that's kind of a bad. So my neighbor, the mom neighbor, um, yeah, she was like, "Man, when that new host family came to pick her up, I would have walked outside and been like, hi, if you have any questions, let me know.'" But I was like, "Oh, that's so petty," and I am petty, but I just decided, you know what? She'll dig her own grave. We had problems. I'm sure you know. It's only but, a matter of time before they figure it out. They didn't do their dil- dil- due diligence and call me and ask questions. Stupid. Yeah, if there was an out with the former family, I'd at least be like, okay, can I talk to the mom and dad just to find out what happened? Even if you're like, okay, there's two sides to every story, I'd at least want to mm-hmm. hear some things, right? And you're dealing with the safety of a child here at the end of the day. Like you want to make sure that, okay, maybe you have no connection to this child whatsoever with this new family, but you at least want to make sure they're okay. And if this au pair is endangering a child for whatever reason, because they're an irresponsible driver or whatever it is, then, you know, ethically there's a reason. My first au pair, one of her good friends got in a car accident. That family got rid of her like a day later. They weren't playing any mm-hmm. games. I at least was nice and mm-hmm. been like, you know what? Mistakes happen. We, you got to make sure you take a couple classes, go get your driver's <laughs> license, you know, but nah, that little brat. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Lena? The first one? Lena was the good one compared to yeah, this the, one. Her name yeah, the lady starting fires in your kitchen. She was the good yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Gosh. See, Lesser this is two why evils. I'm never doing. This is like too much of an an adventure that I just don't need in my life. Right, third time's a charm. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I need a break. Follow the trend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> two points. You can draw a line from that, right? That's fine. So PFF uh, came out with an article ranking all 32 NFL teams in terms of cap health. So how are they doing in terms of having money to make other moves? Uh, How are their contracts? How many veterans do they have versus, you know, rookies who are, you know, sort of overplaying uh, what their contracts are worth. And basically PFF made a three-year projection out of it to determine how well teams are assembling their rosters and, and other key areas. And so, to me, looking at a team's salary cap situation is helpful in terms of betting for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, we see this in baseball, I think, a little bit more, Joe, than we do say in football. But not every team is, quote unquote, competing in the same way as everyone else in the league. Some baseball teams pretty much, you know, throw their hands up in the air and say, you know what, there's no possible way we're going to do well this year. So we need to prepare for that, whatever that may mean. I think football teams do that as well, but, but, but it's perhaps a little bit more subtle. There was no way that the Rams coming off of the Super Bowl were going to compete at a high level the following season. And so now they're sort of, you know, paying the tab, so to speak. And it's largely what's going to happen with them this year. 
Whereas there are mm-hmm. other teams that are in great salary cap situations and you can look at them and say, well, actually, you know, they've got a quarterback on a rookie deal who's playing really well. The pieces around them are great. And definitely they're in a spot where they can compete at a high level now and in the next couple of years. And so to me, this exercise is important, just a, a state of the team, so to speak, and then work from there as far as how to bet on it. And there are different reasons uh, some teams are viewed as healthy in this way. And, and they look at the top 51 on the roster, the valuation there, the active draft capital, the number of players that you have on cheap rookie deals, cap space, prorated money, free agent evaluation, or valuation rather. Um, not only the Rams, but the Bucks are in the bottom four, and they just won it. And the Bucks are in a tricky spot because we talked about it. They don't have the depth that they once did, but they still have very talented, high-level players that they're going to have to pay coming up over the next couple of years. We all know the Saints have just been a disaster. And for, so if we look at the bottom, it's the teams that have won and we're in go-for-it mode. As you mentioned, they're now paying the Piper. And it's the teams that have old rosters, basically. Those are the teams at the bottom. And at the top, the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the second straight year they are number one on this list. So how far are they going to fall once the Burrow deal happens? I I think that's uh, pretty Mm, interesting. That's a good point. The Jets are in the top three. Yeah, that's going to happen when you have the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, and you bring in a talented quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're viewed as a smart organization now. It's just funny because some of these teams up near the top and the bottom, they're there for different reasons. The Bears are listed at fourth. Why? Because they added all that draft capital after making a number of trades, including trading the number one pick for Carolina's one next year. Uh, Detroit's near the top because over the last couple of years, they've had so many draft picks in the top 50. Minnesota, too. Interesting. You have three NFC North teams in the top six at four, five, and six, which I was not expecting. But the Minnesota thing, we had that conversation after the Dalvin Cook move, and I really like what they're doing. If you start to hone in, okay, Cook is out. We know the the value of running backs and what it is not. And they're moving on from these older players like Thielen and Kendricks. And Zedaria Smith, they trade him away. He wasn't producing like they expected. But the, the quality young players that they have are at premium positions. So that's why they're viewed as a team that's going to be set up to succeed for a while. You know, a lot of people are, are laughing at that division right now. But maybe this clues us in that down the road, uh, this, this could be a strong division. Things change quickly in this league. Aaron, Aaron what jumped out to you? kind of similar a lot of the nfc east teams were like in the top 10 and then you you don't go that far down to find dallas at 12 i thought that was kind of interesting even to see washington at nine uh obviously maybe you know things will catch up with them and they will start to turn things around with new ownership stuff like that part of the reason why they haven't been spending is maybe because of all this drama with Dan Snyder as well. Uh, But I thought that was interesting. Just the NFC East teams uh, in the top 12, but really also the Bengals. I mean, I start to like the Bengals more and more seeing them at number one for the second straight year. I'm like, Oh, I'm just like really falling in love with this Bengals team. 
it is fascinating with Cincy that when they did go to the Super Bowl, it felt like they were overachieving a little bit. But Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, they continued to build. And that happens Mm -hmm. sometimes where, uh, you know, not that a team peaks early, but that a team that is on the rise doing all of the right things, maybe they just have one year where it comes together a little bit sooner than anticipated. And, okay, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they were definitely in a great position to return to it. They didn't suffer a Super Bowl curse. Instead, they went right back to the AFC Championship game and even though they lost, it was a really close, hard-fought game against the Chiefs. They, they put themselves in a position to go back to the Super Bowl again, and I think it's great value, but also it, it goes back to just how well that roster is constructed. I also think that when you're looking at, say, secondary and third outcomes, third-order outcomes, mm-hmm. I looked at the Raiders as having the second unhealthiest uh, salary cap situation. And I looked at that and – you know, basically PFF, you know, said, okay, they're dead last in active draft capital, fifth oldest roster, lots of questions at the quarterback spot. You got a couple of really good skill position players, but for the most part, you've got some real big questions across the board. What does that mean for the Raiders? Well, you can fade them outright, but the market probably knows that. But that also means that the Chiefs are going to have a much easier path to winning the division and maybe getting another one seed in the AFC because they get to face the Raiders twice because the Broncos are kind of up in the air. You know, their salary cap situation at last check looks fairly healthy, but when you still have a a team that is struggling like the Raiders do, then you go, okay, so the Broncos are 24, so they're not in a a great spot right now, uh, you know, largely with the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, you know, Chargers are in an interesting spot, but it, it does point to the Chiefs being in a great situation, regardless of their salary cap. I look at this and say, what's preventing the Chiefs and the Bengals from being the primo rivalry for years to come when they've built their rosters so well and they've got quarterbacks who are going to be there for a long time? Especially if you think the Bills are taking a step back. If you're not buying yeah. into Josh Allen being what everybody thought he was going to be over the last couple of years and winning an MVP if, he, if he's not playing to that level. Sure, it could be it for the next decade or so. Uh, most of this makes sense to me when you look at the top and the bottom. I did have one question, and this is a team, Ed, that you're higher on than most, and it's New England. So as far as healthiest cap, they put New England two. And, okay, you have a quarterback on a rookie contract in Mac Jones. That makes sense. They're bringing in Bill O'Brien. They're trying to get what they can out of uh, Jones. Aaron doesn't think he's going to play the entire season, so she's not buying into that. But is, is it New England, too, just because they're not spending money? I mean, that was my takeaway here, that they're ranked mm-hmm. so high because they have so much cap space. It, it's yeah. kind of like with and the really- Bears last year, right? Yeah, yeah go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just teams like the Niners and the Rams who are in, like, win now, spend, 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 or at least the Rams were, and now they're at the bottom. Like, they're doing things kind of the opposite of how the Bengals and the Chiefs have been doing it. Mm -hmm. Charting what they're doing now can also be really helpful for, say, our 2024 bets, so it's good to sort of archive this and come back to it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Paul Charchian joins us to talk sleepers, bus, alleged Vikings rebuilds, and his favorite futures bets right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back.